Welcome, you're listening to All Things Naval Aviation with your host, Rear Admiral John Meyer, Commander, Naval Air Force Atlantic. This is Rear Admiral John Oscar Meyer, Commander, Naval Air Force Atlantic. Welcome to All Things Naval Aviation. I've been on the job now for seven months, and I've reflected here recently after 38 years of service, if you count my time as a midshipman at the Naval Academy, and I wanted to share some thoughts with you on why I stayed in the United States Navy and why I continue to serve. I will tell you, like many of my junior officer brethren, when I was a flight instructor at the Fleet Replacement Squadron in Whidbey Island, Washington, I was certainly up on the fence and looking around at the what I saw then as the opportunity of the airlines or the opportunity outside of the Navy. I think all of us recognize that the Navy asks a lot of us. And as a junior officer, and, and even today, I think I recognized that the long deployments and the family separation, I mean, those are kind of the big things that come with the job. And I think we recognize that when we raise our right hand and swear an oath to support and defend the Constitution. We know that comes with the job. There were a host of other things at the time, little things, that quite frankly got under my skin. And I actually had started a list. And I remember very distinctly, I was an instructor pilot and I had one of those standard Navy issue calendars. And underneath it, I had a blank sheet of printer paper And I had on one side of it reasons to go, meaning reasons to get out of the Navy, and the other was reasons to stay. Well, I'm here to tell you the reasons to go was long. It was really long. It was so long, actually, it filled up the one side of the sheet of paper, and I started working up from the bottom on the other side. The reasons to stay were were pretty short lists, but they were pretty important ones, I think. They were camaraderie. Uh, pride and service, those were really the, the two main issues. Uh, patriotism, um, it was big, big issues of why I stayed. And as I was reflecting on that, and, and I'm kind of methodical, which is kind of funny that I say that. Long before I got selected for the nuclear power program, I was not afraid to make a list or a spreadsheet or to try to do some empirical analysis and inform my decision making. And this was no different. I remember distinctly having a conversation with my wife about should I stay or should I go, and I also just as distinctly remember her telling me that she was not going to advise me one way or the other, that this was my decision. And with the clarity of hindsight, I didn't understand it at the time, but her point was that if she were to tell me that she wanted me to get out and I got out and things didn't work out, that could clearly become a friction point in our marriage, and just the opposite if I were to stay in because she wanted me to stay in. Bottom line is she wanted it to be my decision. And so as I looked at that list, uh, I went over it, and the the details of the long list of little things of why I wanted to get out uh, I think are kind of inconsequential today, although I wish, wish I had saved that list. But as I was thinking about that, I realized Well, let me ask you, what would happen to that list of reasons to get out of the Navy, that list of things that are are not quite right if I got out? Or if you get out, you've probably got a list in your mind of things that are not quite right, that we can do better, that can be improved upon. 
And perhaps like you're thinking, there's that long, long list. Well, I recognized in kind of an epiphany that if I were to get out, I might as well have just slid that list over to you and said, hey, take care of this stuff because I'm not going to be here to do it anymore. And that's when it really, really hit me that if I was going to stay in the Navy and why I was going to stay in the Navy, it was going to be to make a difference, to affect change. And, and I tell you this because that continues to guide me to this day. I've made, you know, that was back in 1993 when I made that initial decision. And those of us that have made that first decision, that's really the biggest decide, decision that we make in terms of our retention and our continued service. But for those of us that have made multiple decisions or make decisions to stay well beyond 20, I would tell you I don't do it for the money. I, I don't do it for the work hours. Uh, I do it still to this day to make a difference and to affect change. Now, I'll offer to you that as a young lieutenant, that's a, it's a pretty interesting choice to say that you're staying to make a, a difference because lieutenants don't really get to have that big of a sphere of influence or make that big of a difference. Now, I did as an instructor pilot and a landing signals officer I think in that sphere of influence was the students that were coming through and uh, the students that I was teaching to land on board the aircraft carrier. But the beautiful thing about lieutenants is that they turn into lieutenant commanders and then you get to be a department head. And now that sphere of influence that you have is so much bigger. Well, you know what happens to department heads, the good ones anyway, go on to screen for command and now the opportunity to shape an entire command climate. And let me tell you about making a difference. The greatest, the greatest thing that I have been entrusted with in my time in our Navy has been our nation's most precious assets, and that is her sons and daughters, the young men and women who serve in our Navy or have served with me. And as a commanding officer, you set the tone, you set the culture, you set the table for success. That's your charge as a commanding officer. And I look back on that first commanding officer tour as an 05, and I would tell you, there's a lot of things I'd like to have back. I've learned a lot since then. But I think at the very least, I got that part right, is I got the culture right, and I got the uh, opportunity to set the table right such that many of those sailors and officers uh, would stay in the Navy, would go on to either command uh, or go on to contribute in uh, many, many other ways in the Navy. You know, beyond that tour, I have had the opportunity to continue to make a difference and effect change. And largely, that's been a local decision. Uh, I want to share a couple of stories with you on that. One, I remember distinctly a young petty officer of mine when I was the quality assurance officer in a squadron. And he was really struggling. He was an engine mechanic, typical engine mechanic, big, huge forearms, incredible work ethic. If there was a problem with our engines, he was staying there till they got fixed. Uh, and I remember distinctly one day he was having a bad day, and I went up to him and talked to him in the hangar bay and kind of had to pull it out of him because he's a, a proud young man and didn't want to air his, his issues. But what he told me was is what was bothering him was he and his wife were in the process of getting a second mortgage on their house so they could put their son who they love dearly into drug treatment and as i was talking to him i couldn't understand why tricare wouldn't do that because tricare pays for those sorts of things and 
for whatever reason, TRICARE had disapproved the request for that. And I didn't think that was right. And for the first time in my Navy career, I actually took myself off the flight schedule. I didn't do that once. I did that twice, two days in a row. And I'm here to tell you, uh, I look back on that, and this was a, was a, a seminal moment in, in my Navy career because it was at that point that I realized that my authority, uh, my uh, ability to get after things made a difference, an enormous difference to the individuals that uh, I worked with. In any case, I ended up getting on the phone with TRICARE and I talked to a whole bunch of TRICARE folks and I was trying to understand why they would say no for something that was clearly a TRICARE entitlement. Ultimately, I ended up talking to the TRICARE regional manager in the Pacific Northwest. And you know what? I got them to fund uh, this petty officer's son's uh, treatment. And I was over the moon when I found this out and I ran down to the hangar bay and uh, remember distinctly telling them uh, this. I mean, I was so excited that we were able to, to get to the right answer on this. And uh, if you could see it today, and it still brings a little bit of a tear to my eye, uh, this big, strong, uh, powerful sailor um, shaking and blubbering like a baby. And that drove the point to me that as a lieutenant commander when I, in that position, or as a commander, or as a commanding officer, or as Commander Naval Air Force Atlantic, that ability to make a difference and to affect change continues to drive me today. So the ability to affect change, you know, fast forward to today here at Airland, we face a series of challenges. Challenges largely in terms of financial issues, our ability to resource our flying hour program uh, the way we should, uh, the ability to buy the necessary parts to support our ability to fly, the ability to create that fight tonight readiness and to get the, the actions, the immediate actions that drive readiness and lethality and the ability for our naval air forces to prevail tonight if we go to war. It is those things that I absolutely love sinking my teeth into. Uh, and I have the ability to do that today. And it is the little things, whether it is uh, the ability to get a fork truck for uh, a wing in Jacksonville on no notice to get a fork truck for them to be able to load their own kit on board their aircraft. That improves their readiness immediately because they're no longer dependent on somebody else. If it's the ability to resource and fund a turnstile, a simply a turnstile, so squadron maintainers can walk from the parking lot and get to their workplace faster. If it's the ability to get whole new washing machines in a, a barracks building, washing machines that have been rusted out to the point of damaging sailors' clothes when they, when they use them. The ability to, to fund and facilitate improved simulators and improved connectivity and the ability to get joint helmet mounted queuing system visors or uh, extra helmets for our E2D pilots that are flying both E2D and E2C. Now I offer that those are you know, probably small uh, victories. By many measures, those are small victories. But I will tell you that every one of those small victories matters. And it matters to the E2D pilot that is not going to be 
hot helmeting or sharing helmets from one class of aircraft uh, because the policy says you can only have one helmet. It's going to make our strike fighter pilots more lethal and more capable on arrival when they show up uh, in the fleet. It is those sorts of things, uh, the accumulation of, of those, that will make a difference. I will tell you, though, that the, the biggest aspect of, of why I continue to stay, uh, again, the ability to make a difference and the ability to affect change, but that ability to make a difference starts at the individual level for all of us. And I would tell you whether you're a rear admiral or whether you're a seaman apprentice who just graduated from boot camp yesterday, that ability to make a difference starts with you. And it starts with the folks that are in your group. It does not have to be a large social circle. It does not have to be command authority or stars on your shoulder. It can be just a, a small group of people, and you can lead a, a positive example, a positive role model, and you can make a difference in the lives of individuals. So this Thanksgiving season, I'm especially thankful of the opportunity to continue to serve 38 years now in the Navy. And like all good things, at some point this will come to an end, but uh, not, not yet. And I have every intention of sprinting through the tape, I want to thank those of you who continue to serve and those who have served. And I ask those that are continuing to serve today, I ask that you reflect on why you joined, why you stayed in the Navy, and what's important to you in life. And I would argue that as you reflect on the, those things, those questions, they will guide you in your actions, your way forward, and more often than not, they will ground you in the reasons you stay are very similar to the reasons why I have stayed for 38 years, to make a difference, to affect change. I thank you for your service, and I thank you for tuning in to all things naval aviation. Oscar out.